Support for this podcast is provided by Schwabi, Williamson, and Wyatt, committed to redefining client service around one ambition, to master their clients' industries. More on what it means to be represented by Schwabi at schwabi.com. And Blue Collar Agency. Blue Collar is a full-service advertising agency with talent on both coasts. They believe in the truth of their blue-collared forefathers. Hard work gets things done. See how it influences everything they do at bluecollaragency.com. I think aspirationally, we all say, well, it, it should be affordable and it should be high quality and I should get it when I want it, you know, and and it's just really hard to deliver on that. So what I'm excited about, about the future is what will technology be able to do to help us uh, get closer? Mitch, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, you know, I was talking to your colleague before I came here to interview you, and I think you've been here right at about a year, right? Yes, yes, a year in March. Wow, okay. So you're the CEO of OHSU Healthcare. Mm -hmm. Um, So I always like to start with these interviews. You know, I'd love to learn how you got into healthcare. And, you know, I know you moved here for this role, so I'd love to learn, you know, what kind of, how did you find out about this role and what kind of attracted you to coming to Portland and OHSU? Yeah, yeah, you bet. Uh, so I got into healthcare through uh, kind of a non-traditional route. Uh, I was a history major, and okay. I was uh, going to be a history professor. That was the plan. And so I was at uh, uh, BYU in, in Utah, and I got a internship at the National Archives in Washington D.C. And we were abstracting all the Civil War uh, pension records for uh, for soldiers. And trying to uh, look at those and see why did some soldiers live longer than others. Hmm. And we looked at their income, their nutrition, the battles they were in. And uh, and historians and economists were looking at this data to try to figure out uh, longevity. Hmm. And uh, what I found interested me more than the history was actually the epidemiology of it. You know, the, the study of uh, illness and disease across populations. And so when I came back... Um, from the internship, I looked into schools of public health. And so from that, ended up going to the uh, University of Michigan's uh, School of Public Health. And, go uh, Marines. Yes, yeah, yeah, go blue. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then from that, you know, ended up uh, working at several what's called uh, integrated delivery systems. Those yeah. would be systems that have hospitals and physician groups and health plans. So they're all in one, okay. uh, kind of like a Providence and Kaiser is uh, today. And so I uh, worked in New Mexico uh, for several years at the Loveless Clinic and then uh, moved out to the Auctioner Clinic in New Orleans. Okay. Worked there for about 10 years and, uh, and uh, managed physicians and hospitals and, and whatnot. And then I did a, a three-year stint in a startup. Uh, I was a co-founder in a medical device uh, startup company where we made uh, kind of a unique device. We had about 20 patents. Uh, and over three years, we grew it from a paper business plan to about a $6 million business. Oh, what town was that in? Uh, that was in Houston. In Houston, okay. Yeah, so in Sugarland uh, area. And uh, then we sold it to a publicly traded company after about three years. Okay. And then, you know, got back into healthcare. So most recently, I had been at uh, the University of Missouri in Columbia, where I was their CEO for healthcare. And I uh, had a great, uh, great experience there, and, and we were able to 
see the system get larger and 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 be really successful. So yeah. well, I love that. I mean, you have the startup experience now. You know, here in Portland, which we have a great startup ecosystem. Yeah. So you know, yeah. Tell me about oh, how this role came up. I know you, you were yeah. in your role there. So yeah. Did you they approach you? Did you know some people here or? Yeah. So I got called uh, by a recruiter. Uh, who said, Hey, you know, we've got uh, a job that's out West and, you know, most of my family's out West. Okay. And so, uh, it seemed like it would be a, uh, you know, a good fit. Um, all my three kids are in college out in the West and my family and whatnot. So it was just, you know, shorter flights. We mm -hmm. were empty nesters. It seemed like it was, uh, maybe a good time to go West. And so came to Portland. Uh, I had only been to Portland one other time okay. in my whole life. That's a story. A lot of people that move here. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. come in the summer. So they yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so, uh, came here, you know, beautiful state, wonderful people reminded me a lot of the Midwest. Uh, the people are very nice. Mm -hmm. And then uh, OHSU just has, you know, amazing uh, staff and physicians. Uh, I really uh, was impressed by the, the physician chairs, you know, that were here. They were uh, very dedicated and passionate about the mission. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that I think was, uh, was a major seller, you know, for me. Great. And I know one of your kind of one of the things you oversee is the partner network. You know, HSU is known for that. It's grown in the past few years. Can you tell me a little bit about you know, who's in that and, and what's kind of your plans for that potentially? Yeah. Grow or? Yeah. So we have a, a lot of affiliations and partnerships. So most recently, uh, we created a uh, partnership with Adventist Medical Center here in Portland uh, that went live January 1st. And uh, we have uh, common, you know, branding, a common bottom line. We're very integrated. We'll be going on the same electronic medical record. Okay. Uh, it's a similar path uh, that we're that we have been on with Tuality Healthcare mm -hmm. out in Hillsboro. And so, you know, we're making a uh, a uh, more of a uh, network of hospitals and physician uh, practices here in the Portland area. But we've also got very important partners outside of the Portland area. And so, uh, so we work very closely with uh, other hospitals like mid Columbia medical center, as well as, uh, up in Astoria, Columbia medical okay. uh, center as well. So yeah, many, many partners and, and we, uh, love them all the same. Yep. So, well, you have the startup background and I'd love to learn you know, this innovation background. What are some of the things you see here? You guys are doing, you're excited about innovation wise at OHSU. So some of the things that uh, that we're excited about is, you know, healthcare uh, quality is you know really important. But uh, most you know most providers in America, most patients assume that quality is going to be good. I mean, they they don't spend a lot of time researching mm -hmm. the quality of the hospitals and physicians they go to. Now, you know, maybe they should, but there, it's almost kind of a funny compliment that they give the American healthcare system that they don't do a lot of that because they, they have confidence right. in, in the hospitals and nurses and physicians. And so, uh, really probably the bigger issue in American healthcare is cost. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, we're focusing a lot more on what the, uh, digital experience can be for patients. And so one of our big areas of focus this year is, uh, how do we take things out of buildings that you know, that people don't need to park and come into a physical space if we can actually handle that through some kind of electronic visit or electronic yeah. scheduling or, you know, get your pharmacy through an electronic, uh, you know, mail order experience. And so trying to take a lot of the hassle factor 
uh, out of using uh, more of ambulatory facilities. Uh, that's, you know, going to be a big focus of ours, you know, going forward. I love that. And again, we're in a great town for that, right? Yeah. I think that's kind of in our DNA, the innovation piece. And you know, another thing I want to ask is, you know, you oversee this, this big organization, you know, healthcare is a quote unquote product, you know, it's very emotional, right? Yeah. It's not like you're selling shoes, no offense to our friends yeah. here selling shoes. Some of them have yeah. buildings named after them here, yeah. but you know, just like for me, my son was delivered here, so I was coming to interview you. I just got this wave of emotion, right? One yeah. of my best days of our life. But you know, how do you balance that? You also have business objectives. So how do you balance you know, knowing that and, and what healthcare is to people with you, know, you running an organization with thousands of employees and have outcomes you need to get to? So. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there was a, a, one of the most famous organizational theorists in the world, uh, a man named Peter Drucker, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wrote over 80 books in his lifetime on organizational theory. Uh, he made a statement where he said, healthcare is the most complex form of organization we've attempted to manage in human history. Mm-hmm. And that was before the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And so it's only gotten more complex. Right. And so, it's something that a lot of times uh, other industry doesn't appreciate. Uh, they look at healthcare and they just think, what's your problem? Why are you so expensive? And, and they don't appreciate uh, the regulation, the complexity, the, uh, you know, um, the difficulty that it has. And there's a lot of, you know, reasons for that, but also a lot of opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, to improve it. And so, you know, part of what our job is, is to say, okay, how do we provide uh, high quality healthcare and get the right you know, employees and staff uh, engaged in that, but then do it at a level that people can afford. And that's where healthcare is really stuck. Um, and and there's a saying in healthcare globally that everybody wants uh, great quality at a low price and great access, and you can have any two. <laughs> and yes. and really as you, you, and people say that tongue in cheek, but as you look at other healthcare systems, whether it's in, you know, England or other places, that kind of tends to play out yeah. that uh, places that maybe have a bit lower cost and, and decent quality, you know, the access is eight months to get your hip replacement right. if you get it at all, right. you know? And so there, there's this uncomfortable tension. Uh, I think aspirationally, we all say, well, it, it should be affordable and it should be high quality and I should get it when I want it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's just really hard to deliver on that. And so what I'm excited about, about the future is, what will technology be able to do to help us uh, get closer? And we know for a fact that there are ways that we consume healthcare or there's ways that we transact and interact with healthcare that are really clunky and they're, they cost more than they need to. Right. And so, um, you know, there's a statistic out there that, you know, 60 to 70% of office visits don't really require a physical exam. Now, I don't know how many of those you could really do electronically, but let's just say it's a decent number. Uh, So you look at that and you think, wow, if you could do that same interaction from your home, then those are fewer clinics we need to build and fewer capacity and less parking and and you save the patient's time. And so I, I do think uh, there will be an opportunity in this next decade to, uh, to make healthcare, you know, more affordable, more accessible, you know, easier to, to get yeah. uh, frontline care to people. Yeah. Thanks for that. And the next thing I want to cover is OHSU, I think is the largest employer in the state when you, you combine yeah. Dorn Becker and the other kind of entities. And because of that um, you have, 
you know, what it means to folks in the community of a hospital, but it, we all know someone that works here or a friend yeah. of a friend. So how do you kind of culture-wise keep that culture on track and what is the culture kind of here or what are some of the things you're, you're steering for the, the employee culture here? Yeah. Um, we talk a lot about, you know, culture and, you know, what makes us, you know, OHSU and what differentiates us and whatnot. And it is, uh, it is interesting. The culture here is the state's only academic medical center. Uh, there is uh, very much a culture of collaboration because you're, you know, you're working at um, uh, training the next generation of, you know, nurses, physicians, right. pharmacists, you know, dentists. Uh, but then at the same time, you're delivering those services. So then you're taking that, you know, pipeline and hopefully employing them. But then at the, you know, the other pieces were uh, dedicated to research. And so we're trying to invent the next generation of cures that those students and people will end up, you know, employing. And so that is a, a, a much more expanded, you know, mission than the average hospital. And it attracts a certain kind of person yeah. to it. And so, you know, whether you're a physician or a nurse or whatever, you, you kind of uh, identify with those three missions and you like having a, a hand in all of those. And that really shapes the culture. You, you end up getting people who are really interested in discovery. You know, they're really interested in imagining the next yeah. uh, group of things. You're interest, you, you end up attracting a lot of people that uh, are inspired, you know, by our, our missions of educating and teaching yeah. people and, and whatnot. And so I, I find it uh, to be a very engaging uh, culture uh, because, you know, people, you know, feel passionately about those yeah. missions. I mean, everybody needs to get paid, right? All of us are, all of us have jobs. And if we were independently wealthy, we might be doing other <laughs> things. But I, I do find, uh, you know, the culture here is very much that you're here because you chose to be here mm -hmm. and, and you are, you know, dedicated to these, excelling at these three missions. Yeah. And it shows, I mean, just as having come here a lot for care, it, it definitely shows employees here. So the next thing I kind of want to talk about is Portland. Yeah. Kind of the star of the show where yeah. which is you and you've been here a year. Um, you know, what's your thoughts since you've been here, the business community in Portland, and maybe some things that have kind of surprised you about Portland since you've moved here? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I have been only pleasantly surprised, to be honest. Not like I had a low expectation of what it was going to be like or whatnot. Uh, but really, you know, we chose to live on the South Waterfront. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, at the time, I think it had like two restaurants, you know, yeah, a, yeah. if you count Subway as a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it was like, okay, we, we get that we're kind of getting in on the ground floor, you know, of this area. <laughs> but uh, for the sake of being close to the tram or two blocks from the tram, yeah. I think I'm going to do it because yeah. uh, I, I love the idea of walking to work. Yeah. And so um, so that felt very Portlandy to me, you know, mm -hmm. to walk to work and, and we're going to actually sell our I'm going to sell my car because I haven't used it in oh, a while. Wow. Yeah, so that's we just, true Portland. Like yeah, that's that. really Portland. <laughs> so I, I feel like I'm, I'm doing my part uh, on lowering uh, my carbon footprint. Yeah. So, so, um, so yeah, so one of the surprises was I just thought everybody would drive a Prius or a you know, smart car or something. <laughs> and, you know, we've got plenty of SUVs and, and things here. So there is kind of this, uh, kind of this mix. I've, I've really uh, been pleasantly surprised by, like, how many – you know, kind of farmers markets and how many right. great restaurants. So I've lived in other foodie cities, like New Orleans is a huge oh, foodie yeah. city. But what's funny is in New Orleans, you'll ask somebody, what are your favorite 10 restaurants? And there will be huge overlap. You'll ask the next person that, and those, you know, eight of the 10 are the same, you know, eight or whatever. In Portland, 
it's amazing. You'll ask somebody for a list of their top 15 and it won't even look like yep. the other person's 15, exactly. which means you have a huge amount of depth, you know, or bench strength, you yeah. know, in restaurants. And, you know, it's not chains, you know, it's these ones that, um, that, that just kind of pop up. So I've, I've enjoyed the diversity of eating out. You know, there's just so many options and they're, yeah. and they're all good. You know? Yeah. You know, and I think also, uh, you know, Portland, I know you've only been here a year, but it's, it's growing a lot and yeah. you've been in a lot of other cities around the country, which, which kind of your perspective on the growth here and some of the benefits, maybe some of the cons you've seen living other places or. Yeah. Growth is, you know, always this big infrastructure challenge mm-hmm. for uh, places. So I, I, uh, part of my time uh, working in Louisiana, I was in Baton Rouge okay. and I was there after Katrina. Mm-hmm. So if you remember a lot, you know, uh, th- tens of thousands of people left New Orleans and went to Baton Rouge and the infrastructure just had no way of keeping up with it because yeah. it, it was growth overnight. So you just had tons of traffic. And so, you know, you look here in Portland and it's the, hey, a hundred people a day are moving here. And so, you know, it's creating the same challenges and, and problems. Um, Portland's taking kind of an interesting uh, approach to it from what I hear uh, and it almost reminds me a little bit of what OHSU's done. It's how do we, rather than just building the next lane on the freeway, um, you know, how do we get creative about, you know, incentivizing people to, you know, bike more, walk more, do these things, or those the streetcars. And so I, I like that approach of thinking differently about it, uh, that maybe there's a different way to tackle it without, uh, you know, without costing you know, right. taxpayers quite as much. Yeah, we'll see. But I mean, it's ultimately, I think it's a great thing. People are finding out about our town and yeah. I mean, it's just exciting to be here. So, well, hey, Mitch, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciated it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah.